Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. We are the Take for Take podcast, and it is Tuesday, August 15th. Trent and I holding it down. Gage, not with us tonight. He'll join us later in the week. Trent, how we doing? Arp, I'll be honest, a little uh, little under the weather. This is my flu game, if you will, flu performance. But, uh, you know, I'm here to give the people what, what they want. I'm uh, just pumping out content, so no days off for me. But uh, how are you doing, my man? Oh, I'm wonderful, man. I'm wonderful. First of all, admire your uh, dedication and passion. You know, it takes, takes a, a strong being to fight through what you're going through and be able to be with us today. So appreciate that. Yeah. I'm, I agree. I'm feeling good, though, man. Good, though. Uh, fresh off a uh, Monday night softball win. Boys were humming today. Felt good. Um, your boy may or may not have put one over the fence in the first inning, but, you know, no, no big deal. No so big, I heard. So no I big heard. deal. I appreciate you guys holding that, hold that down for me. Um, heard we got a big one next week, too. Yeah, winner take all Potential next week. Four seed. Yeah, winner take yeah, all. Four seed up for grabs. So, um, you know, I'll be back next week ready to go. Love that. Today, AFC South, we are in the thick of these NFL divisions. Uh, let's waste no time. Let's jump right into this. Uh, this compelling uh, division. Yeah, I was gonna call it a juggernaut, kind of trolling, but it, I can't even say that with <laughs> like a straight face, considering. Yeah, three out of the four teams last year finished under five hundred. But mm-hmm. we're gonna run through here, talk about uh, win totals that are. All of our odds are on FanDuel. We run through FanDuel. Um, run through over-unders. We're going to look at a couple props maybe. We're going to talk about uh, some rookie quarterbacks, uh, some under-the-radar teams. we got a whole lot of fun stuff planned. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it, man. Start with the Indianapolis Colts. One of the more intriguing young teams in the league. Um, their win total now is set at 6.5. You can get that on FanDuel at minus one eighteen. Trent, what are your what what thoughts on the Colts? I want you to go first before I dive into this. I think with the Colts, you just have to start with Anthony Richardson, uh, the quarterback they took fourth overall in mm-hmm. the draft. Um, I know we he just had his debut in the preseason, as did all the rookie QBs. So. Um, you know, fresh in my mind. I I always like to watch that that YouTube does this thing where it's like every snap of so and so's rookie debut. So I was able to check out his his game, and um, you know, obviously, I'm he looked better for one year. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually going back, I actually kind of liked how he played. He had the one brutal interception, um, which I'm sure you saw right there, right to the defensive back. Yeah, but. Um, other than, otherwise, I thought he played a, a good game. I thought he made some, some nice throws. He looks big out there. He looks fast. And, I mean, they, that's why they took him as high as he did because he wasn't he wasn't very good at Florida, right? Right. And um, this was pick was solely based on his potential and his archetype and uh, what he could be down the line. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how quick he can kind of pick up an NFL offense and be the engine behind everything. Um, yeah. Because it's going to start with him. Yeah, they brought in um, wasn't wasn't Gardner Minshew? Shane Steichen. Oh, I'm, I thought you were talking about OC. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, not, Gardner Minshew. Yep. Yeah, to like create that quote competition because they haven't officially announced that Richardson's gonna be a starter, but I mean, put two and two together, everybody kind of knows. Yeah, he's gonna be. He will be. But um, but yeah, they brought in a new OC to kind of take him on his way. He uh, the OC came from Philly, right? Because wasn't he the one that like honed Jalen yeah. Hurts' passing form or throwing form and kind of made him into a, yep. kind of a he's, throwing quarterback? Yeah, he's had success. Uh, Shane Steichen, who's we're talking Shane about, Steichen, he's, yes. he's the head coach, but he's going to be calling plays. Right. That's right. Jim Bob Cooter's their AC or OC, right? Yeah, yeah, but OC, I mean, he's kind of just there to, as the title. I think. Sure. Shane Steichen's going to be one kind of running the show there. Um, but yeah, he was with he was with Jalen Hurts and really developed him. And I believe he was with uh, Justin Herbert his rookie year. Okay. Um, where Herbert put up, you know, maybe the best rookie year I've all seen at the quarterback position. So um, he's in a good position, and you know we, we can touch on another rookie QB 
in this uh, episode that might not be <laughs> might not be able to say the same in terms of in a good situation. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think Richardson's in a good situation. It's a pretty good organization uh, with the Colts. They have a good GM and, and Ballard there, and um, I think their weapons, Pittman and Alec Pierce, I think they complement his game well. They have the bigger targets. They have a bigger catch radius down down the field and isn't someone that's known to be you know pinpoint accurate point of his career so have the, those big targets down the field I think that will help him make an adjustment uh to the NFL level yeah on paper this offense is solid I wouldn't say it's very good or very bad it's kind of just in the middle um, obviously, you got Jonathan, or I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor, but on paper, you got JT Pittman, you mentioned Pierce, Josh Downs is going to be, is a receiver they took this year, Jelani Woods is supposed to be like the next big, big thing in terms of tight ends, but like, I don't, you, I mean, you said it best, Richardson's in a good position, I don't think anybody's really expecting insanity from him. No, yeah. But he's in a good. He, he's a project, right? Right. I mean, he's he, he's got his seedings refined as as a quarterback. Right. Um, I mean, I'm high on he, him. He's straight up. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, no, I'm just, I'm really high. I mean, I don't think he's going to be anything like out of this world. Like he should have been t- taken number one overall kind of deal. But like, I would not be surprised if you know he and Bryce Young are kind of going head to head for offensive rookie of the year. Um, I'm not gonna say I, I'm not saying he's gonna win it. I don't think he will, but I think he has that much potential to where if that staff can kind of tunnel tunnel him into what he actually can be, then then I think they'll be pretty well off for the future, man. I I, I like him. I like his potential a lot, and mm-hmm. it's weird because you said it, you mentioned or touched on it, where it's like he wasn't phenomenal at Florida. It's just like after the season was done. It was just like all these workouts and all these clips of just like how athletic and how good he looked. And then he had a phenomenal pro day. He goes in training camp with an Indy and is throwing these fucking 70-yard dots like on the run. And it's just like looks like a specimen. So, I mean, I like him a lot. I do. And if we're going to talk about win totals, I'm, I'm going to take them over six and a half wins this year. Um I think they fall. I think this entire division kind of. I'm not even. I won't spoil nothing. But I like them over six and a half wins. Um, they have they have one of the easier schedules in the NFL. They have the fourth easiest schedule this year. Uh, obviously, they got this the six games in division, which aren't really like holy shit kind of games. But they're in a good position. To, he's in a good position to succeed, in my opinion. It's yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I know we, we haven't really touched on their defense, and it's not um, good at all. It's not it's not very good. I mean, they have DeForest Buckner, who's a good player. Shaq Leonard, uh, you know, we'll see. He kind of comes back. Can't uh, stay healthy. But their secondary is kind of yikes. It's horrible. Um, it's really bad, and um, you know, Quiddy Pay. We'll see. It's a big year for him if he can kind of fulfill his potential but you worry about their defense and unlike Richardson you worry about if they fall behind right and be able to you know when everybody expects that they're going to have to pass is he going to be able to deliver um so those are the concerns um but I do think with the coaching staff in place um they should have a good running game I mean it can only go Jonathan up Taylor yeah, I mean last year. Yeah, and it's not like how many how many games did they win last year? They were, I think it was seven, no four. Holy shit! Yeah, they're four twelve and one last year. Tied that okay. first yeah. game of the year against Houston. And they had a lot of injuries, um, right, on the offensive line. That kind of that kind of uh, affected their season, and then Matt Ryan was was really bad. Yeah, um, I mean, listen to this. You know, he threw. Last four. Go ahead. I have, a, I have a stat for you, but go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You go first. I was just gonna say, Matt. Do you know Matt Ryan 
attempted, uh, I believe, 462 passes in 12 games last year. That's insane. That's 38 and a half passes per game. And I, mean, I, I like Matt Ryan as like a career, uh, you know, he's a really good player for a yeah. long time, but he was he was cooked beyond cooked last year. So um, literally having anybody back there with any semblance of movement is going to be an upgrade. You expect them to be healthier, and you know their coaching situation should be a lot better. I mean, they had it; they had a TV analyst coaching the game for the last like five games. So, yeah. um, I'm with you. I don't know if I said it yet, but I'm going to take the over as well here. Um, yeah, I, I just of that soft schedule. Yeah, their schedule's cake, man. It's like like I mentioned, they, it, it can only go up from last year. Like you touched on, I won't go and I won't beat the horse too much, but like their defense was atrocious. You know, bottom bottom five and touchdowns given up. Like offensively, they were six in the fewest yards in terms of yards. Six, six worst in terms of total yards on offense. And it's when you got Matt Ryan out there, who's a dinosaur at that point. You can barely walk. It's just can only go up. Can only go up. I think Richardson is the next uh, long-term quarterback in Indianapolis. I don't see you know like a holy shit amount of success for him but i do see a fair share of success for him and this division is so bad in my opinion that some success could can go a far away with with this with this division so yeah and last nugget i think that anthony richardson should send Allen. I don't know flowers maybe not flowers but sort of sort of gift of appreciation yeah because i believe he's the only reason that that someone like richard would be drafted where he was um when you're drafting strictly on tools and potential rather mm-hmm. than you know, actual output on the field so josh allen's gonna make a lot of people a lot of money um the way he his success story kind of worked out so, yeah it's kind of crazy uh, that, to think like look at them and like physically how similar they are like yeah. both, both huge, lanky, big body guys that can run and just absolutely sling it. Yeah. So. Yeah, they really are. All right, let's move on. I like the Colts. I, I'm just my final. I just want to get that out there. I like the Colts. I'm not expecting anything ridiculous from them, but I would not be surprised if they compete for this division. All right, let's move on to the favorites to win the South, the Jags. Pretty sure they're minus money. Let me pull it up here. Pretty sure they're minus money to win to win this division. I think it was one of the few one of the few teams to like actually be minus money. Let me see. Yeah, minus one fifty five right now on FanDuel to win the South. Which is kinda crazy. You get value on anything any other team. Tennessee's th- plus three ten, Indianapolis is plus five fifty. But uh Jags win total set at nine and a half after going nine and eight last year. Obviously winning division, winning the division week 18 win against the Titans winner take all situation. We all know the 27 point comeback in the playoffs against the Chargers. Call it a phenomenal comeback, a phenomenal choke job, whatever you wish. Point is they came back from 20 and they still won. Um, I'm not on paper, this team is the best in the division. And I think they're... Dude, I don't know. I try to get... I don't know. I'm looking at this. Like On paper, they're clear-cut the best team in this division. I'm not sold on Trevor Lawrence yet. I think he took the, it took a major step up last year, at least in the back half of the year. Pretty sure... Yeah, they started 3-7 and seven last year, and then they hit their bye week, and then they went 6-1. and one the rest of the year so it's like something clicks and they get Calvin Ridley back uh, Christian Kirk Zay Jones you know Travis Etienne Evan Ingram proved that he's an elite passing pass catching tight end like they have the pieces but I don't know I don't see them putting a ridiculous season together Mm -hmm. like like this team is weird. I think it, it's weird. 
Yeah, I was just. I think if they were in a different division, I'd be a different story, right? Um, because yes, they're the most talented team in this division, but that's not really saying much, right? Um, and I, I think your first point is kind of interesting. I I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good, um, but it is kind of almost like confirmation bias, where like he, I mean, he's really played like an eight-game stretch of elite football, yeah. and people are just penciling him in, like, you know, he's top six, top seven quarterback already. That's what I mean. It's like, I'd like to see it a little bit more, because he wasn't very good at the beginning of the year. Um, he was horrible at yes, the beginning he, of the year. Yeah, he was, he was bad, and he was bad his rookie year, too. Yeah. Um, but he, he did turn it on uh, near the back half of the year and played more like a lot of people expected him to play, and I think Doug Peterson is a big reason for that. Um, I think he's an excellent offensive mind I agree um, and a really good coach um, but I still like to see it for a full year before we we kind of coordinate him with that said like I said I, I think he's going to be I think the, those last eight games are a good indication of what we're going to get from him and if Calvin Ridley is as good as he was holy shit dude before his yeah suspension um, he that is a huge, huge upgrade. Um, because, I mean, they were paying Hurricanes, Zay Jones, like wide receiver ones, but they weren't really wide receiver ones. If they can get Calvin Ridley to play at that top 10 receiver level, which he was in Atlanta, yeah, that's going to be huge for this offense. Evan Ingram was really, really good last year um, as a pass catcher, like mm. you mentioned. Um, he looks like he's kind of fulfilled his, his uh, expectations coming into the league right uh, I guess my question would be their offensive line um, still is shaky to say to, to, to put it best I guess uh, they drafted Anton Harrison I believe in the first round uh, I think it was year. he's gonna slide I think in. it was the first yeah, round 27th pick in the first round yep um, they're gonna slot him in at right tackle um, so it'll be interesting to see how he plays you know, going directly into the starting role um, because I don't remember him being too thought of at Oklahoma. I mean, he was more of a project as well. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how he does, how he fares, you know, right off the bat um, at the NFL level. Uh, their defense is pretty good, though. Um, I worry about the secondary. You got to expect Trayvon Walker will take a big leap. Uh, he wasn't very good last year, and I think that was kind of to be expected, just because he it's so much hype. Very raw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's got all the tools, right? He just needs to put them together. So, I think he's got nowhere to go but up. Uh, Josh Allen's really consistent, uh, the defender, obviously, and um, you know, I, I think that I think they should. Uh, Devin Lloyd wasn't very good last year as well. Just came across my mind um, he's the uh linebacker out of, better. linebacker out of utah right utah yeah yeah Utah. he wasn't very good but um they should be a lot better uh on the defense side of the ball and um, with calvin ridley like i mentioned that's a huge boost on offense so yeah as much as i'm skeptical of, of the team um, I think in this division they're gonna they're gonna win ten games, so I'll, I'll take the over. Yeah, I have I have them set right at ten wins. Um, I do have the over nine and a half. I just I'm nothing. I'm not like high as a lot of people are on this team, and it's because of Trevor Lawrence. I have my doubts about Trevor Lawrence, but I do think his potential is insane. Like if he can do what he did, he doesn't even need to do like that eight uh, seven stretch or eight if you include the playoffs. Eight stretch, eight game stretch last year. He doesn't even need to be that good. If he can be, like seventy five percent of that consistently, then they'll be fine. They'll have no issues in this division. They could probably win a playoff game. But I just, I, I show me he can do it, and then I will have faith in this team. Quick little nugget though: in the last twenty seasons for Jacksonville, they've only had four seasons where they won nine plus games. Last year being one of them, and each year that they've won nine plus games, they made the playoffs. They have the 
22nd ranked uh, schedule this year in terms of uh, strength of schedule, so they have an easy schedule. You touched on Calvin Ridley. They have a really easy schedule. Um, I mean, getting the Texans and the Titans twice is um, nice. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. nice, it's a nice luxury to have, you know? Yeah. Um, there's there's some tough ones in there, but they, they end with Tampa Bay, Carolina, Tennessee for their first five games. I'm sorry, three of their first four games are, are fairly easy. Uh, Indy, Houston, and, and Atlanta at home. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think this team could stumble into 10 wins, you know? Yeah, I agree. I have them at 10, though. I don't see him winning more than 10 games. And Calvin Ridley, I was looking at this earlier. He had 140-something targets in that last year in Atlanta. With all the mouths to feed there, bro, you mentioned that if he can get, like, he all he needs is, like, 100 targets. And he doesn't need to have 1,500 yards or whatever it was like he did. If he can have, like, 1,000 yards, you know, 100 targets or whatever, dude, that's, that offense is going to be nice. If Trevor Lawrence can can do what everybody says he can do. Yep. No, I, I agree. All right, let's move on. You want? I'll let you introduce the Texans, or uh, our uh, our boy CJ yeah. Stroud at the helm of this. Uh, I'm not even gonna call it dumpster fire because I like some of the moves they've made, and I like really, yeah. really I really like D'Amico Ryan. Um, or D'Amico Ryan's. I'm sorry, but it's gonna be a while until. They're anything like ridiculous, or really anything yeah, it's like, like good. You, it's like you have my notes here. <laughs> You're kind of just stepping on my points here. Um, Texans, um, say what you want about the trade they made, giving up their first round pick. I I disagree with it, but if Will Anderson and CJ Stroud hit, I loved it. And yeah, I know, I know you were a big fan of it. Um, and you're you're a little higher on Will Anderson than I was. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if they hit. And they're both, you know, all pro caliber players. Then you can't really argue with it. Um, Texans are, are, you know, they're an interesting team. I do, I really like um, situation. Um, D'Amico Ryan's. I was blanking on his name for a second. Um, he's a really good defensive mind. He seems like a, a players coach, um, based on what I'm what I'm hearing from him. Yeah, um, I've I've seen a lot of stuff was, that says he's a really good players coach. Yeah, yeah, and the team's super young. Um, obviously, it starts with C.J. Stroud, just like we talked about Richardson before. Um, they're going to kind of go how he goes, and it's kind of rare that you make the jump from college football to the NFL and you see a significant drop in the talent around you. Um, yeah, that but that's, kinda... that's the case with C.J. Stroud. <laughs> like, he, he went from throwing to um, – you know Garrett Wilson, best. Chris Olave, yeah, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Now he's got Robert Woods, and Nico Collins, and <laughs> Dalton Schultz. Who's, and I who's like, good. Uh, yeah, I think Nico Collins is solid, and I like him a and, lot. Too. Uh, and Mechie coming back, John from, Mechie, uh, yeah. leukemia, right? Yes, I believe it was. Um, you know, he was solid in, in college. I think he profiles as like a solid number two yeah uh, receiver is a slot guy um, they're really good on paper. yeah sure they're, i mean or like their young talent is really good on paper they have a lot of yeah, young and, a lot of good pieces yeah and like you mentioned earlier and it was right out of my notes i think they're a couple years away from being something special on the offensive side of the ball obviously that's contingent on cj stroud but um you know they got to figure out the the Offensive line outside of Laramie Tunsil fairly bad. Yeah. Um, so the, I think the guard they drafted last year, Kendrick Green, I believe that's who it is. Um, two years ago, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I might have that one wrong. But their 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 situation isn't way either way you slice it. Their offensive line situation isn't great, and. Um, for someone like T.J. Stroud, who really had the perfect situation in college where he was always protected and he always threw from clean pockets, is throwing to elite, elite first-round talents, it's going to be an adjustment for him 
and this this type of offense with um, the current weapons and, and protection he's going to have. So I expect them to struggle on the offensive side of the ball. I think their defense will be solid. Um, I think Darius Stingley is going to be good regardless of how he played last year. I think he'll be better in Tamika Ryan's system. I think they'll run more man coverage with him, um, which is really playing to his strengths. And, um, Bro, they yeah, have... I mean, if Will Anderson's good, they should have a good pass rush, right? So Yeah, and Jalen Pet- all the pieces. Jalen Pitry, too, the – their second year safe their second year safety out of Baylor is a baller. 100, 147 yeah. tackles last year was the most by rookie defensive back in NFL history. I mean, he, he flies around the field. He reminds me a lot of uh, Justin Simmons in college. Sim, Simmons now with the Cardinals plays a lot of more or a lot closer to the line of scrimmage now. But Jalen Petrie is all over the ball, and I mean all over the ball. And I like, and they're really, really young. So I mean, like you said, a few years they'll be all right. But I do like some of the veteran guys they brought in. I mean, you brought in Robert Woods, Jimmy Ward, Sheldon Rankins, Dalton Schultz, who I think is a really, really good tight end. I think he's a top ten tight end in the league. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, a couple of years this team is going to be really, really solid. They can bol- bolster the offensive line, get a few more weapons for Stroud to throw to. They'll be good. Cause, I mean, they, they got Stroud. They got uh, John Mechie, Damian Pierce. We didn't even mention him. One of the better young running backs in the league. Like, Yeah. Yeah, he was a beast last year. Yeah. Um, I, brought in Jimmy Ward on the defensive side of the ball. It's a good pickup. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Their I defensive mean, line, too. Just... Their, def- their front seven is fucking horrible. I mean, they gave up 2,900 yeah. rushing yards last year, which is by far the worst in the NFL. And they gave up third most total yards on defense. Like they're not good on defense. Yeah, their linebackers are pretty bad. Christian Kirksey's slated as one of their starters. Um, he's really bad. He was a Brown at, at one point in his career. Yep. Um, so he's he's really bad at this point. Surprised he's still in the starting role. Um, and I had another point on the Texans, but now I forget. Uh, I think my main main synopsis is they're a really young team they have to they have to add more talent and that's why i was against trading their future first round pick because i don't think they're going to be that good this year um and if they like imagine if their first round pick would have been marvin harrison um, how much that would help their offense so as good as boy anderson is um and maybe he's better than I even think. I just don't. I don't agree with the the process of the move. Yeah. Maybe they surprise some people, and and um, either way, they have a good foundation, and I think the right coaching staff in place to to you know at least look like they're headed in the right direction. And I did want to mention that they did. Um, Mika Ryan's does come from the 49ers, and he did. Uh, he did stack his offensive staff with like the Shanahan style. Yeah, Bobby offense. uh Bobby uh, Slowick, I think is his name. The new OC was passing yeah. passing game coordinator in San Francisco. So any I mean anytime you can model your offense off Shanahan scheme, you're you're doing something right. So like I said, I think they have the the pillars in place. Um, it's just going to be a matter of getting Stroud up to speed and kind of you know, swallowing your lumps until you you add a little more talent to the roster. Yeah, and um, with all that said, I was just gonna say I, I had the under, um, under six and a half. I had the under six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can get the over six and a half at plus money right now. It's plus one sixteen, and I'm gonna be on the over. Um, I don't think they shatter the over. I think they. I do think, however, they win six or seven games this year. Or I'm sorry, seven or eight games. Um, and s- simply because. They have one. This whole division, um, like, by the teams individually have, this is like they have the, they compete with the AFC East in terms of easiest strength of schedule. Like, the Bill or I'm sorry, the Texans have the fifth easiest schedule in twenty in, in twenty three this year, and I would I would argue them and the Colts have the easiest schedules in the AFC. But I want to backtrack really really quick before we move on about the Will Anderson thing. I think. I love the the pick or the move to get the pick him this year because 
defensively, he's one. You need that franchise needs so much help on offense and defense that you got your guy in C.J. Stroud. Now you have your guy in Will Anderson. Now you can build around both of them. You're not, you know, needing to stack up offense and then you're stuck behind the eight ball on defense, not knowing where to start. Like if now you have two fundamentally or like structural pieces in your organization that you can build around. And I just I agree that the 24 draft class is gonna have a shit ton of talent offensively, but like Will Anderson is just he he is hit like he is one of those dudes that like if you can take him you take him, and that's why yeah. I don't hate that move. I think the 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 reason I was more against it than you is is because of the class in 2024, um, because that class at the top is so elite. Let's say they. It's a Justin Fields situation mm-hmm. where, um, you know, the Bears know that, you know, they think they have their guy, they'll get the first pick, and now they can they can make a trade where they can get, you know, obviously the Bears got three first-round picks and DJ Moore, number one pick. They fucking fleeced so, that trade, bro. Yeah. So the Texans could have kept their first round pick and the thing is they had the Browns first round pick from the Deshaun Watson trade so they could have what I would have and maybe and I'm sure they tried to give them the Browns first round pick um, but that's what I would be pushing for because if I still had my first round pick and you know CJ Stroud showed that he you know one day is going to be the franchise quarterback but because the offensive talent is so so minimal around him at this point I'll end up with the top three pick and then you can either take the best wide receiver prospect we've seen in X amount of years in Marvin Harrison, or you can trade out of a quarterback pick, whether it's uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May, mm-hmm. and you can get that King's Ransom. Um, you know, those are just very attractive options, and that's why I would have I kept that door open. So that's why I, I disagree with it mostly. Um, I do think that Will Anderson's a slight step down from like the top tier can't miss pass rushers that we've seen before, whether it's, you know, Nick and Joey Bosa, um, you know, Miles Garrett kind of group TJ Watt of elite eliteness. Um, but again, like I've said, if Anderson turns into one of those guys and you know, you made the right play. Yeah. CJ Stroud's good too. So I get your point, but I, I do see him being a Pro Bowl competing for a defensive player to year down the road kind of guy. Like I think he's that good. Yeah. But uh, real, really quick, keep time an eye will on. Tell. Yeah, time will definitely tell. I like Dal- the Dalton Schultz pickup a lot too. I know we we touched on it really really quick, but I mean he averaged ninety four targets a year in Dallas. I know they threw the ball a shit ton, but he is elite. So at least so at least they're giving some they're giving Stroud some weapons, or at least trying to at least, but. All right, the Tennessee Titans, the Fighting Mike Rabels. This team is probably the most confusing team in all of football to me. Um, they have an identity of run it down your throat, run it down your throat. We have no receivers that can really stretch the field. Now they have D-hop, so that, that may change, but... Um, fucking weird team dude and then all those rumors going around that they may trade Derrick Henry I know he's in a contract year but like I don't know I don't know there's so many questions around this team like they drafted Will Levis in the second round um, when they had Malik Willis who was a, a failed test they drafted the uh, kids out, kid out of Tulane, um, Tajay Spears, who's an absolute dog, to like replace Derrick Henry. Even though I think he's a perfect complement to him, I think they both should see the field. They're just in a weird situation, man. And like Traylon Burks and Nick Westbrook and Kine are your wide receiver two and three. Like, I don't see this team doing. Anything ridiculous? Do you like? Not even ridiculous. I don't even see him doing anything good. Like, yeah, yeah. I think the Titans are. I think that 
the headliner for the Titans is Mike Vrabel. I think he's a really good coach, top 10 coach in the NFL. And he's kind of proved it where teams have never been the most talented, never had an elite quarterback, and he still seems to be in the playoff hunt every year. Right. Um, but you think at a certain point, the talent is going to win out, or I guess lose out in this case. Because I just don't, I don't really see it. I mean, their offensive line is dreadful. And I know they drafted um, their first round pick from Northwestern, the right tackle. Um, Skronsky, Peter Skronsky. Yeah. And I feel like Northwestern tackles are usually like plug and play. Um, So I think he'll be good right away. But that, I mean, that doesn't, the rest of their line is putrid. So, um, and, you know, I mean, if we're, if we're looking to Derrick Henry, are you for, what, a sixth straight season? I mean, we're getting to that age where, you know, father time comes for, for everybody, as they say. And, you no, know, once you hit a certain age and a certain amount of carry, especially the workload that he's had over his career. Yeah. Uh, there's gonna there's gonna be a fall off, and it's not gonna be a gradual fall off. I think it's gonna be a pretty steep fall off. Really? Like, I do. I th- I'm not I'm not predicting it's gonna be this year, but I don't think. I think a lot of times when running backs go, they kind of just go. And what is he? Twenty nine at this point. Yeah, he's twenty nine, and it's in the last. Here's his uh, total carries in the last few years. Uh, Three forty nine. 219, but he only played eight games in 21. Um, three, he had 219 carries in eight games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 378, 303. So he's averaging 300 plus carries a year the last four years. And he hasn't had less than 10 touchdowns since 2017. I mean, 13, 10, 17, mm-hmm. 16, 12. Which, by the way, a free pop, a free prop right now. You can get his over. Um, I saw it the other day. Nine and a half rushing touchdowns was like damn near even money, and I thought that was like stealing from the books. But it just scares me, man. It scares me that they rely on him that that important to their offense, right? And he's been that important, and he's so far basically. Um, no, well, I think last year he slowed down a tiny bit, uh, but he was still really good. Don't get me wrong; I don't think he was as elite as he used to be. But um, which is I insane think to say, a... Which is insane you say that because it's like three hundred forty-nine carries, fifteen hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns. He averaged mm-hmm. four and a half, four and a half yards a carry. Yeah, I mean he's had more efficient seasons, um, and I think he's gotten a little bit. You know, the offensive line is really bad too, right? So it is, that's, it that's is. with a really bad offensive line. Um, but I just worry about someone with that workload. Um, and if he goes down, I just don't know what this what juice this offense has unless they don't. Uh, they don't. Yeah, unless Traylon Burks makes a jump. Um, and which he won't you know, with G-Hop. with uh, Tannehill. None of those receivers will make a jump with Tannehill. I mean, they yeah. bring bring in the D-hop. D-hop. Yeah, that D-hop. I'm sorry. I'm stealing your shit. Right? That, this team just frustrates You're good. me. I, was, I get it. I get it. I mean, D-hop is someone where, at this point of his career, I don't think he's much of a vertical threat either. I think he's more um possession guy, and you know, he's still going to catch everything. Yeah. You know, that's just D-hop. But I don't think he's going to be stretching an offense that well. So I worry about if Traylon Brooks doesn't develop into that type of guy, who do they have to kind of keep defenses honest? They have nobody. Not just stack dude. the box. Nobody. I mean, yeah. behind D Hop and a a, a a test in Traylon Burke, like or Traylon Burks, you got Nick Westbrook and Kine, Chris Moore, and Reggie Robinson Jr., who I've never heard of in my you entire see, life. <laughs> you see legend Chris Moore. Chris Moore, right? He, he was a dog in uh um Seattle for like half a year, I'm pretty sure. Before they had uh DK Metcalf. But and if we're looking at this 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 offense, man, I I have them under seven and a half wins. I don't see them winning. They have a very easy schedule. They have the eighth easiest schedule this year, but I don't see them winning eight games. I really don't. Like 
I don't even, they just nothing about this offense other than Derrick Henry is like, ooh, that is really fun to watch, or ooh, that's really good. You know what I mean? Like there's so much speculation. There's so many questions around this team that just they're I don't think they're they're in a good place right now. I just I could be completely wrong and I really, really like Vrabel or Mike Vrabel. I just it's a confusing offense to me. That is very run heavy, and if the run doesn't work, they're screwed. They are so screwed. Mm-hmm. And, def- and their schedule, just taking a look right now, it's it's tough out of the gate, man. Right. They go they go at New Orleans, uh, Chargers at Cleveland, Cincy. Uh, then they get they go at Indianapolis, but then Baltimore. So that's that's five out of their first six games are teams that are expected to to compete for the playoffs yeah. or the division. So um, they could easily start out 1-5 and five during that stretch going into the bye. Um, it gets a little bit easier after that. But um, I don't see that, is, that is a tough start. And their, their secondary, I think you and I could probably suit up on in Sundays and go play, <laughs> go play uh, what's it called, corner for them. They just brought in Sean Murphy. Yeah, corner Buff- especially. Sean Murphy bunting from uh, Tampa Bay, which is a nice pickup for that. But, like, dude, outside of their defensive line, their defense is horrible. Horrible. Gave up the most passing yards in the NFL last year. 4,937 4, yards passing they gave up. Gave up second most passing touchdowns. Tenth most total offensive yards. Like, outside of their defensive line, dude, holy shit, that defense stinks. Yeah, you're not... <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, Bayard's a really good safety, but yeah, other than that, I don't. There's not much that you're you're you know thrilled about rolling out there. No. So, I was gonna go. I was gonna go over um, just because the division is so shaky. But I don't know that that. See, the, the, because of this, and this is just always in my mind, is the 2024 QB class. And teams that have a tough start, early start to their schedule, I always think like, hey, if they're start, if they're out the season, they're two and eight. Um, even if they have cupcake cupcakes at the end of their schedule, you know, they're gonna have, you know, one eye on Caleb Williams or Drake May. Why the no? They they just drafted Will Levis. Oh shit! Oh come on! No no I'm no 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 I'm not I'm not saying that he's the guy, but like. That team needs so much and help. They just drafted. They just drafted uh, Malik Willis, and they drafted Will Levis. No, Let's be honest. No. Will Levis isn't going to be good at football. I mean, no, I don't think so either. No, I don't think so either. But there's so many. This is a, a debate for a completely different time. But like, <laughs> why would you draft? Why would you waste? Not waste, but why would you use a second round draft pick on a quarterback this year and not give him a chance to play? And just be like, hey, you know what? There's Caleb. Who Caleb Williams? First of all, I don't think he's going to be that great in the NFL. But see, this is this is your this is your hottest take because you're anti Caleb Williams. I am. I'm very um, anti. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal college football player. I just don't think he pans out in the NFL. But let's let's backtrack. Wow. Like, why? I mean, let's let's look at this real quick, right? I mean, you ran through it. You had New Orleans, Chargers, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Indianapolis. Say you're sitting there one, four, two, and three. What's stopping you from going to Will Levis? In... I'm not. Yeah, I mean they they could go to Will Levis. No, I don't no, know if that really. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm, I not think... I'm not asking your opinion. I'm just saying like, like this team is in such like disarray or just like in such a a, a gray space that like Tannehill ain't him. We know that. Like you just drafted this guy in the early or in the whatever first couple picks of the second round, like I dude, I don't know I'm I'm saying that out loud now I'm like you know what no that dude fucking stinks. Will Levis? Yeah, I just <laughs> this team well, just well, bat, just to, to conf- your point, confuses me. To your point, yeah. To your point, they they start off with those top six games, Lens Chargers, Browns. Bengals, Colts, Baltimore, Evans, even. and then they have a bye week. But maybe they make the change after the Ravens game. Say they're one and five, okay. And then 
know, their schedule does loosen up a little bit, but Will Levis is going to be any good. So if they're, like I said, 2-8, and eight, you know, maybe they trade Henry. Maybe they, yeah. maybe they, and they just kind of tank and, and look. Because at that point, if, at that point, you're going to get, to be honest, it's not like they put, they drafted Will Levis in the top five. He was a second round pick. So if they, if they, if Will Levis plays for 10 games to end the year and, you know, the, the, and they have a chance to draft one of those top guys, they're going to do it. It's not like they have. They're so much invested in the Willa. It's just like it's just like Malik Willis. Same same situation. Mm-hmm. Invested in that quarterback enough, to stop you from drafting. You know, a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. So that's how I would see it playing out. And like I said, I think this team would have been good enough. Maybe if their schedule was flipped. I think yeah. The early games. The back. The back. The easy quarter of it. Back quarter of it is cake. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Houston, a lot of Colts, a lot of Carolina, Bays. Um, but, yeah, I think I think they're going to have their eye. I think a lot of teams are going to have their eyes on the 2024 quarterback class. So, the under here, what were the odds on that? Um, I'll pull it up here. I know the odds for the over was minus 128. That's over 7.5. All right, um, so I'm getting plus money. Yeah, I like it. it's plus money. Let me see here. This team, I just, it it wouldn't make. I mean, I get that they need they need to find their quarterback, but to draft another they do. quarterback, they need to find their quarterback. And Will Levis is he's him. very similar to uh, to Anthony Richardson, except he doesn't have all the physical tools. I mean, he's got a really good arm, but it's not like have like the eye popping like whoa, we've never seen this before. Right, Anthony Richardson has, and he was also like very mediocre in college yeah especially this past season um and i know they had kentucky had like a mess up front with their own line and stuff but um florida wasn't oh no you're talking about levis i'm sorry i thought you're talking about will levis yeah levis yeah i mean same situation right i mean it's very it's very similar except Christian has that that elite upside that levis doesn't have yeah, you can get the uh, under seven and a half wins at plus one oh four right now in FanDuel. All right. You and I both are on that. I'm also gonna take I'll probably play this tonight to be completely honest with you. Derrick Henry over eight and a half rushing touchdowns. Like I just don't see him he he hasn't gone under ten touchdowns since twenty seventeen. And they, they use him way too much for him not to get nine touchdowns. Yeah, maybe he gets uh maybe even if he gets traded, you know, you still like that. Yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, like if they're sitting 2 and 8 or 3 and 3 and 7 through 10 games, like they're not going like like he's going to go if he gets moved, he's going to go to a contender. You know what I mean? Like a, a team that that has a solid line. I, I don't see him getting moved unless it's a team that is going to use him. Yeah, unless a team like the Dolphins grab them, where yeah, they got a really good. Maybe they're a contender, but their O line isn't great. Um, I think they got a pretty solid. They still haven't found their running back. They got a decent O line, but I don't know, man. This fucking division as a whole is just it just ties my brain up and just confuses the hell out of me because it's like on paper you look at it, and the amount of young talent in this division is is crazy. But there's well, I sure hope so. They've been picking in the top five. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> I think, and I don't want to step on the AFC North preview, but I, I think you could make an argument that there are everyone in the AFC North might be better than every single team, AFC South, and I think we're a without little a bit doubt. lower on the Jags than the consensus. Um, but I think you could make it make an argument there. Uh, Without at least a doubt, three of them for sure. I think so, I think any four of the, a, and a, any four of the AFC North teams could go and win that division probably with ease. If oh, I, yeah. With with ease, like yeah. So the the Jags are very fortunate to be to be in that division. 
we can say. Right. But don't be surprised if Indianapolis, I'm telling you, bro, I just have this gut feeling that Indianapolis is going to give Jacksonville a run for their money. I really do. I just... I, I mean, I think they're... I mean, I don't hate it. Like I said, I think they... The coaching staff's in place, and uh, it's going to depend on Richardson. If Richardson is somehow good enough right away, he's, I don't see why not. He's very much a project right now, and I understand that. But I'm just they got a, they got a good or a easy enough to schedule to where they can make something happen. I don't think they'll make any noise if they make the postseason, but like they have the opportunity to do something. Especially this division, bro. There's, you know there's something bound to happen with this fucking division. Just something weird. Like, the the, the Jags were 9-8 and eight last year, and they fucking won it. And then they won a playoff game. Like, we didn't even touch on that. They, they, they had the greatest comeback in postseason history. <laughs> and then they got beat by the Chiefs, yeah. and then were forgotten about. Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, the, that was a crazy game. Um I can say that's probably probably more of a choke job than than the Jags. I agree. I know you you teased that off uh, at the beginning, but um, but yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting to see you know how that goes. Do you want do we want to recap the uh, our picks here? Yeah, let's 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 go through this real quick. Um, over under, re- we'll recap over under win totals. Um, let's see here. Let's start with Indianapolis Colts set at six and a half. I have the over. I have the over as well. Okay. The Jacksonville Jaguars, nine and a half. I have the slight over. I have uh, the over as well. Very slight over. They win 10 games. Houston Texans, six and a half. It's plus money if you take the over. Um, I like the over there. I, li- I like them to win seven to eight games. I was on the under. And then I was on the under for Tennessee seven and a half. I... Yep, yep. Uh, we're aligned there. So three out of four were uh, we're aligned. So we're getting better at uh, <laughs> differentiating. Where I thought we... it was gonna be another one of those shows, man. You were you were reading off the, your Jags points. And I was like, did I send him a copy of my notes before the show? Because you're we... going right down my checklist. Dude, we were. What was it? every single one except? Uh, you changed one. I think it was the Cowboys last the week. Cowboys, we changed, yeah, so... we changed it, but everything else is the same. <laughs> so we're twelve for fourteen on. Uh, we're gonna look like fucking same. geniuses or absolute dumbasses in yeah in about yeah, six no months. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All Do right, we get gauges uh, picks. I, I know we're gonna tweet them out. Yeah, yeah, we'll tweet them out. Let's see. I don't think he sent them in yet. Yes, he did. He is on the under six and a half for the Colts. He is on the okay. un- under nine and a half wins for the Jags, and he's on the under six and a half for Texans, and he's on the over seven and a half wins for the Titans. So he's really on the opposite. So he's on the he's on the opposite end of what opposite we're... of you. Yeah, completely opposite of you, right? Exactly. That's interesting. I like that. Right. But um. Yeah, man. Before we head out, there were two. Let's talk about these two signings really, really quick. We kind of we kind of missed that at the beginning. The two running backs that we knew were going to find a home pretty shortly found their home. New England signed Zeke to a one-year deal, uh, three million dollar base salary, million dollar signing bonus that can get up to six million dollars in incentives. Thoughts, comments. I think it's a great pickup. Yeah, I, I was thinking that, and I think we, we talked about in the last show, that Zeke would come back to Dallas. Um, I wanted him to. So just really, yeah. So I think that for Coney Pollard fantasy owners, if you want to go in, in that direction, yeah. uh, where he's kind of going to be running the show, I don't know if I'd, if I'd agree with that and, and I'd roll with that. Um like I said, we touched on that last show where you kind of need somebody to, to eat those short yardage um, downs for, for Tony Pollard. So, um, you know, that'll be interesting to see how, how that develops in Dallas. But 
for the Patriots, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a good signing. I think he complements Ramondre Stevenson pretty well. And, um, you know, that offense needs all the help it can get. Yeah, they do. So um, adding a short yardage back like that, um, a goal line back, a good, really good pass protector. Um, I think it's a great you know, compliment to Ramondre Stevenson. He reminds me a lot. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of Zeke. Runs hard, big body, not afraid of contact. He reminds me a lot of a young Zeke. I, I'm excited to see how, excuse me, how Belichick uses them in different situations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, it's going to be it's the Patriots, so they're going to need any juice they can get at this point. They're going to grab. So yeah. um, I think Zeke. He's going to have a role in that offense, and um, it'll be fun to see him in, uh, in a different jersey for the first time. In yeah, he's wearing uh, – he, he came out and said he's going to wear number 15. So, take, nice. take him back to his uh, crop top days at Ohio State. I love it. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, rumors about him signing with the Jets turn out to be true. He signed today. He inked a one-year, I believe it was $8 million deal. Yeah, $8.6 million deal with the Jets, one years. Um, I think it's a great move. I really, really like Dalvin Cook. It's kind of a crowded running back room now because you got Brees Hall, uh, Michael Carter. I'm not saying Michael Carter is anything great, neither is Zonovan Knight, but I think it's a good pick. I think Dalvin Cook is, is – I guess you could say he's like at the tail end of his prime. He's only 28 years old. I say only, but running back years that makes him like 45. Right. That might. Yeah, he might as well be Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, you know, Rogers. He wants veteran players around him. Yeah. Um, and I think they don't make this move if Brees Hall wasn't coming off that ACL injury. Mm-hmm. But. Um, you know, with that, it's nice to have a certainty at running back. And Dalvin Cook still has a little bit of juice left in the tank. So um, I think it's a good move for the Jets. I think the Jets uh, have a chance to be really good, like I mentioned on, on the AFC East preview. Um, and this is only going to help their case. So, And Dalvin can still be a pretty good short yardage back as well, even if he doesn't have that, that long speed or burst that he did have earlier in his career. So... I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna compliment uh, Brees Hall, and it'll be a, a nice fit with the Jets. Yeah, I agree. And your uh, your dog has been fucking excited about the the AFC South, man. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. See, there he goes. <laughs> there he goes again. Yeah, I guess uh, he wants us to be on the dogs. I guess we were on uh, too many overs, man. Uh, the Colts. Maybe the Colts win this division. So we'll see. Uh, don't be surprised if I throw a flyer on the Colts. But uh, check us out on Twitter, man. Take four, chit. Holy shit! Take the number four. Take underscore. Uh, check us out. Let us know what you think about the AFC South. The Jags going to run away with it, or you think one of the uh, rookie quarterbacks is going to make some noise? Who do you think um, right away has a better start to their career, Richardson or Stroud? Given, I think given Richardson the, will. Yeah. Given the situations they're currently in. Yeah. I think if you flip their their team situations, I would go Stroud. The Colt or the the Texans are just very just very deprived of offensive talent at mm-hmm. this point. And I think it's gonna be a, a a larger adjustment for Stroud to go from Ohio State to the yeah. Texans than from Christian to go Florida to to the Colts. So I think Richardson will be better at the end of his career. Um, I do too. I don't. I don't know by end of the year, but I think early out of the gates it'll be Richardson. Yeah, and he can use his legs more. You know, this is true. He, Stroud showed a little bit he could run in the uh, uh, playoff game, but um, we'll be back later this week. Touch on the NFC South. Talk about my Saints a little bit, but yeah, check us out on Twitter again. Take four take underscore. Let us know what you guys think. And uh, until next time, peace. Peace out, fellas.